0: You're a 415er. You're a 415er. 415. 4-1-5. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 ers Hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. Mark Randy, Evan Giddings, Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, as always. Mark, my man, how was your Super Bowl Sunday?
1: Uh, you know, it was nice, relatively low-key. Evan had a couple people over at the place, watched the game. It was a, a good game, kind of a disappointing end, uh, but a, a fun day overall. Uh, how was your Super Bowl Sunday experience?
0: Oh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I got together with a couple co coworkers, and uh watch the game. What do you mean it was a, a, a tough ending, Mark? I mean, it was a 38-35 field goal walk off for the Kansas City Chiefs. And a lot of people had um the over. A lot of people had the Chiefs or Eagles winning by less than four. I know there was a lot of prop bets that hit that had to do with the halftime show. I thought it was a pretty damn good game start to finish. I don't know what you could be talking about.
1: Well, it was a really good game in all. I I think the ending was a little anticlimactic with the, the holding penalty, which I know we'll probably get into it. I thought was a hold and had to be called, uh, but it's just uh, I don't know. The way that that game was played, it was, you know, explosive plays. It was big touchdowns. It was a turnover in a key moment. It was a lot of big moments. And the game essentially ended on uh, a holding penalty on a third and long down in the red zone that allowed the Chiefs to run out the clock and, and then win the game as a result. So I'm not sure that the ending quite fit how good the rest of the game was. But you're right. The game as a whole. Uh, was a lot of fun and
0: uh no i I was i was joking i was was trying to set you up there mark Um, oh wow i couldn't even tell so yeah well so
1: i think you're right it was a hold i will disagree that it had to be called i don't know i mean do you hear what he said what james bradbury said after the game yeah and i appreciate that but that doesn't mean it has to be called
0: like, and, and I think that actually is what people's people have an issue with is that in that situation, you would rather have the good the game determined by the players as opposed to the referees. I get that. It's a big play. I also think that even if, I mean, I guess we'll never know, but even if he doesn't grab him, I'm not sure he makes the catch. Um, it also had to do with the fact that the flag was thrown about five seconds after the play. So clearly there was some uh, up in the airness from the officials themselves But I don't want that to sidetrack what you said, which was it was a fantastic game. It was an amazing game. It was a classic and one that I think 49ers fans can also feel good about because, of course, one, the Eagles lost. uh, But two, based on kind of the the surrounding talk coming into the week from specifically Niners players,
1: um, there might be a feeling of vindication if you're a San Francisco fan, Mark uh yeah so if we talked a a little bit about it last week what uh, brandon Ayuk said and his quote was you know he thinks that the chiefs might be able to quote expose the uh the Eagles defense in ways the niners thought they were going to before their quarterback got hurt uh so then the question becomes evan is uh 38 points put up by the chiefs and a win for kansas city is that enough to uh kind of pass off all the Niners trash talk. Cause I know we had a little bit of a disagreement when talking about specifically what Brandon Ayuk said. Uh, but I mean, Robbie gold talked as well. <laughs> the kicker, he, he talked a little bit of trash. Uh, let's see who else, uh, Debo Samuel talked a little bit of trash as well. Um, uh, I, I will say certainly the results of the super Bowl and i know there was trash talk directed specifically at james bradbury one of their cornerbacks and as we just got done talking about he was the guilty party on that hold that basically yeah, i believe debo called him
0: trash
1: yeah so uh it was a relatively good result for the diners trash talk i suppose it certainly makes them uh feel a little bit better maybe makes their trash talk sound a little better a little more pertinent but uh Still, I'm not so sure it's the best look for all those players to be to be talking that kind of trash after they get they get blown out on the road in the NFC championship game. Uh, but considering what did happen in the Super Bowl, Evan, I think there was a probably a maybe a shred of truth to what the Niners were saying. Probably still doesn't need to be said publicly, uh, but maybe they did know what they were talking about a little bit. Plus, it's also Patrick Mahomes, who might go down as the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done. So uh, maybe there's a little bit of truth on both sides.
0: Well and that's why actually I don't think there's truth on the 49ers side is because of what you just mentioned and that is the quarterback. Uh no, <laughs> no no disrespect to Brock Purdy, no disrespect to Trey Lance, no Dick no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever would have started the Super Bowl for the 49ers it it um, it wouldn't have been the same result. I'm sorry. Like I, I I will not agree with the the players on the 49ers because The exposure that Kansas City, quote unquote, put on Philadelphia had to do with number 15 had to do with the coaching staff. It did not have to do with Brandon Ayuk or receivers or uh, maybe a little bit of a line play. I guess you could say I thought Kansas City dominated in places that the 49ers, even in their small sample size to show us, did not. And that was in the trenches. It was at the quarterback position and it was on the sidelines. And that's to me, Mark, why Kansas City won this football game. And they also only won it by three points. I think it points to this was a winnable game for Philadelphia. This was a game that Philly could have won the Super Bowl, but because of those three things, they could not. And those three things, in my opinion, San Francisco right now does not possess at the level that Kansas City does. And that's the reason why the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. And that's the reason why we're going to have the conversation at some point this week, this summer, down the future, of whether Patrick Mahomes is on a pace to be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And why Andy Reid now with two Super Bowls at the helm is a shoe-in for Kenton. And Everyone else you want to talk about in the Kansas City organization is now a part of a potential dynasty. That's why we're talking about it and not talking about the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest reason you're right is Patrick Mahomes. That's why he won uh, MVP. He threw for three touchdowns, only 182 yards, Evan. Uh, but when it mattered the most, when they got down in the red zone, he was able to find, find his receivers, and a couple of them were just wide open out in the flat. You know, with goal to go spots, uh, I think you got to credit Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy and the way that they designed those plays to get their they, were the
0: play. <laughs> yeah. they were the mean, same play. They're the exact same play, ran yeah. to different sides to different backup receivers.
1: Yeah, and they were their only targets of the entire game. Kadarius Tony, one target; it was that five-yard touchdown. Sky Moore, one target; it was that four-yard touchdown. So, uh, credit the the Kansas City offense, everyone involved for for getting those plays to work. Uh, but specifically, the the Robbie Gold trash talk, which I know happened after we recorded our most recent episode, Evan. So we didn't get to talk about this when we talked about uh, Brandon Ayuk. We also didn't get a chance to talk about the, the Debo Samuel trash talk either. Uh, but Robbie Gold went on the, the 33rd team podcast show. Uh, and he said, quote, if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, you're probably going to have a pretty solid day. On defense, <laughs> okay. So what Robbie Gold essentially is saying is, what makes Jalen Hurts good is that he can run the ball, and if you just make him a pocket quarterback, he's he's not going to be able to hurt you uh, very much. There's a little bit of truth to that. Obviously, his legs make him incredibly good, but look what he did with his arm yesterday as well. I mean, twenty-seven to thirty-eight, three hundred and four yards, a touchdown, didn't throw an interception. Uh, Did fumble a ball, but that was really when he was a runner uh, and he didn't even get hit. He just had it scored out of his hands. Uh, but, But that's that trash talk, Evan, by Robbie Gold maybe stands out as aggressively bad more so than any of the other for the 49ers because I don't know how you can watch what Jalen Hurts did this year and try to poke any holes in his game. I mean, he had three rushing touchdowns. He broke a record when he had two rushing touchdowns. First player in Super Bowl history with two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. He added on one more rushing score for good measure uh, and was very efficient and effective throwing the ball. So uh, Robbie Gold's probably feeling a little bit salty from the NFC Championship game loss. I hate to say it. You, you cannot say anything bad about Jalen Hurts. The dude has done nothing but win this year and almost beat one of the the best teams that, that we've seen in, in the NFL.
0: Yeah, Jalen Hurts put together one of the greatest losing Super Bowl quarterback performances we have ever seen. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one better outside of uh, maybe Russell Wilson in 2014 after throwing a ball at the goal line. like, And, and that's what kind of mars his game, but he was fantastic. Like Jalen Hurts was dominant in the first half of that Super Bowl, and it wasn't his fault that they lost the game. It was just Kansas City was incredible. And also, I, I thought that he wasn't necessarily helped up by his coaching staff the way that Patrick Mahomes was. The fact that Philadelphia did not go for a single fourth down in the second half after going for every single one in the first half. I thought there was a little puckering on the Philadelphia side that we obviously didn't see from Kansas City. And maybe that has to do with the fact that Jalen Hurts is in his first Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes is in his third. I mean, I... I don't know, but no, to, to say that Jalen Hurts, when you play quarterback, is a different player. Uh, Jalen Hurts made two throws, both to Dallas Goddard, that not a oh single God. quarterback on the 49ers can make, and I feel very confident saying that. One, going towards the sideline to the left, in which Dallas Goddard has to slide, that's probably a better um, catch to me, in in my opinion, than, than throw. But the second one, which was the challengeable, play that yep. was confirmed that I know that Dallas Goddard may or may not have gotten his feet in according to some, but that was a dime put right in between the safety and the linebacker. That's a throw that Patrick Mahomes makes that Tom Brady makes that Peyton Manning makes that Drew Brees makes. And so if you're telling me that Jalen hurts was not over the course of the season um, when he had to play quarterback was not the guy who could make that throw. I'm going to look at you a little differently. And even though Robbie gold is one of my favorite 49ers and he is, he is amazing. um, He should be eating his words here on this Monday morning.
1: Yeah, he should be. Uh, he also is a former Bear, so there's probably a little bit of a hatred already between the Bears and the Eagles. So maybe it's just you know natural. Robbie Gold taking up an anti anti Bears. Uh. I
0: do like that he likes to talk because evidently that is a part of Robbie Gold's game that doesn't necessarily <laughs> get a lot of the limelight. Like he was talking yeah. trash to the Packers after last year's playoff game, <laughs> talking trash to the Rams, and apparently talking some trash to the Eagles. So you know, yeah. it's it's I'm sure he would say it's
1: all in good fun. Yeah, I'm sure he would. And, you know, he's nothing if not consistent. So you got to give him credit for that as well. Uh, Something that you mentioned that I think uh, is 100% true, the Eagles not going forward on fourth downs in in the second half. Uh, I mean, they were two for two uh, in the first half, and they made them both pretty easily. If you include in, you know, third and shorts, uh, where the Eagles are within kind of quarterback sneak range, uh, they were perfect. Every quarterback sneak they tried was perfect. And I think Hurts uh, is something like 35 for 38 on quarterback sneak, something like that this season. So they they get within, you know, third and a long one, maybe even third and two or fourth in that same length. Uh, they should be going for it every single time because they have the ultimate weapon in Jalen Hurts. But Evan, I think that Kyle Shanahan can use this game uh, to his own benefit when it comes to being aggressive at the right time on fourth downs, because it's something that he has not done really at all in his career as head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. There's been bits and moments, but it's more so been kind of score dependent. If he needs to score a touchdown when he's down late in the game, he'll obviously go for it on fourth down. But if it's in the second quarter of a game, they're just across midfield or maybe they're at the edge of field goal range. They they're facing a fourth and two. Generally, he'll decide to try to kick a long field goal or he'll punt and play the field position game as opposed to going forward and trying to extend the drive. Now, certainly part of it is the quarterback that you have Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, even a Josh Allen, a a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow you're going to be more encouraged to go forward on fourth downs. But I just think there is a gigantic advantage. And there are coaches that are starting to catch on to this now as every season moves along. But if Kyle Shanahan were to hop on the bandwagon of being more aggressive on fourth down, I think there's a gigantic advantage to be had before the rest of the league follows suit and it becomes commonplace. It is trending in that direction. I think everyone will be there eventually. But if you get on that that you know bandwagon a little earlier than others, Evan, I think there's an advantage to be had. And I think Kyle Shanahan can watch that Super Bowl, see what the Eagles did in the first half, see what they failed to do in the second half, and draw a correlation between Nick Sirianni's aggressiveness late and drive, late in downs. I do think that is a spot where Kyle Shanahan can get better.